It's another Saturday morning. Well, it's not just another Saturday morning. We're in the midst of a winter storm morning. But Jack Farrell, I hope, is ensconced someplace nice and warm. Morning, Jack. Hi, Denny. How are you? I'm, I made it. I made it downtown, and that's, I guess that's all that counts. Well, God, we have been inundated. Yeah, we fact, have. I thought a good subject would be today, what's the perfect wine for a day like today with a blizzard where you're stuck at home, etc. And I came up with none other than Chateauneuf de Pop. Chateauneuf de Pop translates House of the New Pope, and it goes back to the uh, 14th century in 1308 the pope they elected happened to be french and he didn't much care for italy so he moved the entire uh, church the catholic church from rome italy to avignon france where he built a castle that you can go and see it today uh, and, and this wasn't just a short period of time the actual papacy was in france in around Avignon for over 70 years. And in that process, uh, the papal household drank a lot of Burgundy. They were very partial to Burgundy being French, etc. But some of the popes got a little interested in the area a little bit to the north of them, and they planted and encouraged the monasteries there to plant uh, grapes, and this became Chateauneuf de Pop. Chateauneuf de Pop is an Appalachian controle of France, a specific area, and it's in the southeastern portion of France. It sort of hugs along Provence there. Uh, they only make really two types of wine Chateauneuf de Pop, red and blanc. And uh, blanc is not too very important, it's an interesting wine. But only about 6% of the production is uh, white wine. They've just approved the Chateauneuf de Pop Rosé. Uh, I don't know. I think the jury's out on that. We'll have to see how that comes about. But the real best of the area is a Chateauneuf de Pop Rouge <coughs> or Red. <coughs> Excuse me. The wine absolutely is bursting with raspberry and plummy fruit flavors. In the aftertaste, you get a of kind of leather and herbs, uh, and the big herbs of the area are sage and rosemary, along with lavender, and I think sometimes you can absolutely sense those in the Chateauneuf de Pop. At any rate, uh, as the Pope uh, and the papacy flourished there, uh, so did this new wine area, and it didn't really become known as uh, Chateauneuf de Pop until, oh, the 1800s, because, uh, you know, it it wasn't the new pope anymore, and the papacy was back in Rome, etc. But the uh, Chateauneuf de Pop is a wonderful wine for a hearty uh, time of year, in my opinion. It takes bottle age absolutely beautifully. And, you know, the French are very proud of Chateauneuf de Pop. It was the first wine area to be absolutely relegated to new regulations. Uh, In 1923, they set out the establishment and the rules for producing Chateauneuf-du-Pape. Because of the area, uh, chapelization is absolutely forbidden there. And chapelization is simply adding sugar to boost the alcohol content of wine. So you you can't have any sugar in your vineyard or, or in your 
Shea, where you make the wine, uh, because it's entirely illegal. And uh, originally, Chateauneuf de Pop called for 13 different grape types. Today, those Appalachian rules have been eased up uh, quite a bit, and a lot of Chateauneuf de Pop might be 100% Grenache, uh, might be 50% Grenache. They all have Grenache in them, and quite a bit. But the other grape types, of course, are Syrah, which is uh, very popular. And, you know, a lot of, up until the late 1800s, most of the Chateauneuf de Pop was shipped to Burgundy, where it fortified Burgundy wines because of its strength with alcohol and intense color. So they would blend a little Chateauneuf de Pop in with the uh, other wines of Burgundy to make them bigger, stronger, and enable them to travel around. I've said before, this is not anything to do with Chateauneuf de Pop, but at the turn of the last century, in the uh, the 1900, the most popular wine and the most expensive wine in London was something called Hermitage Lafitte, or Lafitte Hermitage. And what that was was Lafitte Rothschild that had been fortified with Hermitage, which is the northern Côte du Rhone, and that's the number one wine in the northern Côte du Rhone. Chateauneuf-de-Pape area is so big that you could put the entire northern Rhone just in the Chateauneuf-de-Pape area. However, the yield is pretty short, if you will. They produce about uh, maybe uh, 360, 370 uh, gallons of wine per acre. And so uh, that that's very low. In Bordeaux, it's double that. So it gives you some idea of what the production limits are in chateauneuf de pape The wine, of course, is something very special. And we're very, very lucky. For the past decade, uh, chateauneuf de pape vintages have all been very, very good. Even in the year of the drought, uh, they were able to produce some really remarkable wines, which just shows you uh, how much the the manufacture, if you will, or the production of wine can be, uh, you, you can't fool around with Mother Nature, but with techniques and everything else, you can really uh, change what could be a disaster into something very passable. Uh, Chateauneuf de Pops are the wines that, always need decanting, in my opinion, because they open up just like a rose uh, as they get aerated. And be sure the room temperature is only, uh, say, 65 degrees at at the very highest level. 60 to 65 is the temperature to serve Chateauneuf-du-Pape. And Chateauneuf-du-Pape ages very well. The typical Chateauneuf-du-Pape will age at least 10 years and some, depending on the producer, vintage, and style, can go up to 30 and 40 years. Uh, it pairs beautifully with robust food. And the soil, they say, if you couldn't grow uh, Grenache in that area, you couldn't grow anything because the soil in chateauneuf de pop is very, very stony. In fact, you look at it and you wonder how anything can grow in all those stones. Uh, but the stones serve a very practical reason, too. They hold the heat in the summer, during the day, and then at night that heat goes up and keeps the vines and helps them ripen early. So Chateauneuf de Pop, as I said, is a remarkable wine. I particularly like it uh, with uh, 
food at this time of year, and the the fact that you're having a, bo- a bottle of wine that is uh, really robust and hearty. Uh, they are incredible wines, in my opinion, because they strive to make this uh, a very assertive wine, but yet with the floral and fruit flavors, etc., it's very accessible. And so the climate and geography there are just wonderful for this grape type. And uh, I, for one, am a really big fan of Chateauneuf de Pop. I particularly like it on a snowy, cold day because it warms me inside and out. And that's, I think, what you want on a snowy, cold day. Uh, as I said, the terroir there with those uh, pebbles, they call them gayettes. And uh, they're as big as your fist. And you, <clears throat> like I say, you wonder how on earth, <clears throat> pardon me, how on earth you uh, could have such wonderful wines growing in such rocky soil. But it, it goes very, very well. And, you know, Chateauneuf-de-Pop's prices are very reasonable, too. Uh, the most expensive Chateauneuf-de-Pop's are about $130. But you can get a darn good one for under $40. And while they're expensive, they're worth it because you get such a complex wine. Uh, you know, as I said, the last 10 vintages have been extremely good. Even in the short vintage, like 12, uh, the, the yields were good uh, and it had good ageability, etc. And there is a lot of Chateauneuf de Pop out there that is five to ten years old, so you can buy an aged wine for not a lot of money, and that's kind of important in my opinion. Uh, The only vineyard that still grows, according to that old recipe in 1923, is Chateau Beaucastle, and that is always one of the most expensive Chateauneuf de Pops. The brothers that own the place have decided that they are not going to change and uh, do as many of the other vineyards have done, uh, up the Grenache or up the Syrah or lower the Syrah. And uh, it really uh, makes a difference because, as I said, there's always, uh, Chateau Beaucastle is always receiving all kinds of awards before it's fine wine. And as I said, the white wines are interesting, but they're hard to find because uh, they make up less than 7%, about 6% of the production. And some of the great names in the area uh, are hanging their hat on the wonderful red varietals that they put in. Maduvre, uh is one of them, Cinsol, uh and Syrah, and Grenache. But Grenache is really the principal grape type. And there's no restriction <clears throat> on the amount of different grapes you can put in there. Uh, it's really just terrific because, you know, Chateauneuf de Pops, sometimes people say, well, it's got a gamey flavor, and and it's, it really does. Chateauneuf de Pops are excellent with game. If you're going to have, say, some venison or even venison stew, a good Chateauneuf de Pop will make that go from just normal to absolutely sublime because the Chateauneuf marries so well with that. And incidentally, the Chateauneuf de Pop really gives you uh, the winemaker's 
show on the things. The wines are kind of high in alcohol, usually between 13 and 15 percent. As a matter of fact, there's a regulation. They must be a minimum of 12.5%. And like I said, no chapitalization. So you get very ripe grapes when they harvest them. And that makes it sort of interesting. Some interesting Chateau Neuf de Pops would be Chateau Neuf de Pop Hillary. It's 2013. So it's got seven years of bottle age on it. It happens to be a BOGO, that means you buy one and get the second one free, so it brings your cost down to about $34, $35, and it really is wonderful. And because of its relationship with the Vatican, very often, like you'll see Cuvée Vatican, which has nothing to do with the Vatican, but they call it that, and uh, Sistine Cuvée, etc. So there's still a lot of that. In fact, if you go to Avignon, you will go to the papal uh, palace, the ruins of the Papal Palace, and it was a sizable building, and it's a pretty area. Uh, you know, it's uh, edge of Provence. You get those beautiful fields of lavender. The food is very good. Uh, the sunshine is bright, and the air is fragrant with lavender because they grow it acres and acres of lavender. Just the beautiful purple fields are really remarkable. So when you're looking out the window and seeing that snow and cold. Close your eyes, open a bottle of Chateau Neuf de Pop, smell a little lavender, and I guarantee you, you're going to enjoy that cold winter day a lot more, as long as you have a glass of Chateau Neuf de Pop in hand. Sounds marvelous, and I know exactly where to find those at Haskell's. Indeed, the folks at Haskell's love to talk about wine, and whether it's Chateau Neuf de Pop, or Prosecco, or a good Cabernet Sauvignon, they're sure to put you in touch with the wine that will help make that meal that you've prepared a real memorable event because they'll pick the right wine. And best of all, they're going to help you pick a wine that won't cost you very much. So there's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Haskell's in Bloomington, Excelsior, Faribault right off of 35. Our Maple Grove Super Cellar <clears throat> is not to be missed. Haskell's in downtown Minneapolis has free parking on both Saturday and Sunday. And there's a Haskell's in Minnetonka, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com. And don't forget, Haskell's does deliver. Very good, Jack. Let's talk on a little warmer Saturday next week. What do you say? I'm going to hope for that. <laughs> All right. Thanks very much. Jack Farrell from Haskell's.